Good day and welcome to Your Living Life Legacy Matters, an opportunity to reflect upon not just uh, 2020, but also look forward to 2021 as we celebrate Black History Month. Today I'm going to have the opportunity to introduce you to the chair of the Faith-Based Cause Initiative. Uh, Dr. Pastor William Reveille is a person that we consider to be a treasure, a person that has been through quite a bit of this particular uh, movement as we relate to just being a, a human being and being able to have the dignity to move forward and have an opportunity to enjoy life. And not just life now, but life in the future as we basically reflect upon again this particular month of black history. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest to Dr. Pastor William Reveille. How are you today, sir? Fine. Thank you, Brother Carvel. Thank you so much. And to our audience, good day to you too. So as you reflect upon uh, Black History Month, um, Dr. Revely, what comes to your mind? Well, we have uh, so, so much to be thankful for, so many people to be thankful for the things that they have done, known and unknown, uh, somewhere out front, somewhere background, but all contributed to the America that we enjoy today. And I'm so pleased that I've been uh, able to meet a number of these giants along the road. Yes. Yeah, it's been, uh, been wonderful. Now, when you think about what's happening right now in just the world at large, having went through a very turbulent uh, election season, uh, having a new administration uh, move into office amongst just really four primary challenges that seem to be a little overwhelming. When you think of the pandemic, when you think of the fact that people are struggling financially, you know, when you think of just the younger people who are just taking the forefront with this entire issue of climate change and them not even thinking that they'll be looking at the same ocean, the same mountains uh, that we're looking at now, 50 years from now, without some aggressive action on climate control. And then when you just take a look at just really the, the unrest that people have in terms of uh, what they should do with the hidden facts of basically the, what history should reflect in what they know right now. And so that discomfort as they parlay that into perhaps maybe a very uh, ugly unveiling of white supremacy, what we know is that we're all individuals. And when you take a look at the many years uh, you have lived, what would you uh, want to really share with us that can actually illuminate something that happened in the past in great leadership to how we could move forward? Well, you know, I have discovered that uh, that just living is a challenge. Mm. And uh, we must face these challenges head on. We must do what we need to do to make uh, our impact. And uh, everybody has something to bring to the table. And they, uh, you find that it comes from the strangest places. When I uh, finished high school, it was back in 1958. Wow. And uh, 
I remember that uh, in previous years, when you graduated from high school, the top five people were honor students. Okay. And uh, you were get, given cons uh, consideration to scholarships to the various colleges and universities. And my principal at the time, who wasn't too keen on me, too fond of me, I was number five, so he reduced the number of honor students to four, oh. which left me out. And uh, I was hurt, disappointed, but I knew that I had to go past that. I had to go on. So I decided uh, to see where my scholarships were going to come from and what I was going to be able to do. In Virginia, in my section of Virginia, you were going to uh, go to Virginia Union or Virginia State or Hampton. And uh, I decided that I had been going long enough to a segregated situation. So I wanted to make sure that, uh, that I found out what it was to go to an integrated school. So I made up my mind that I wanted to go to Howard University. Oh. And uh, made an application. I had uh, a couple of students from my school that had gone to Howard. And so I felt encouraged that I would probably be able to get in. And so I applied and I was uh, admitted. And I was so happy to go uh, to Howard to get this integrated education now, get out of this segregated situation, go into this world of that was unknown, not known to me, but I was going to find out what it was all about. And so I went to Howard, uh, and the long story short, God opened many doors for me, made it possible for me to meet some of the greatest men in history, some of the greatest black men that walked the face of the earth, were people that I knew personally. And I, as I look back from 1958 to four degrees later, I graduated in 1980 okay. with my doctor of ministry degree. And I had uh, accomplished the task of receiving four degrees. I got a BA, Master of Divinity, Master of Social Work, and a doctor of ministry degree. Okay. And I worked on a second master's degree, third master's actually, and uh, I need about 30 hours to complete it. I was going to uh, learn, they're going to show me how to become a city manager or a mayor of a city. Well, I met some great men along the way, and I thank God for how he opened these doors for me to know some of the greatest people in the world.
I met Mordecai Johnson, who was president of Howard. And I knew Reverend Mordecai Johnson, and I was just so enamored to be around him. And my teachers, I met John Staggers, who started me into understanding what sociology was about. So I led to my social work degree. And uh, along with John Staggers, I, I, I was taught by Rayford Logan, uh, one of the greatest historians that ever lived. And uh, when I be began to think about these people who began to fill my life, at, at the time, it was just old hat. <laughs> but as I look back on it, I met some of the greatest people. E. Franklin Frazier, that uh, we know as one of the greatest sociologists, was my teacher. My last, I took, I was in the last class that he ever taught wow. at Howard. E. Franklin Frazier. You know, uh, Pastor <clears throat> Reverly, when we reflect on Black History Month and you mentioned Howard, I want our audience to understand that um, Howard has a history uh, that goes back uh, to just uh, the first um, colleges to really reach out and begin to um, take the entire community forward in terms of integrating it into the political environment of the United States of America. And here we have our precious uh, treasurer, our chairman of the uh, Faith-Based Cause Initiative, just giving me a lesson on history. And I want you guys to enjoy as he framed for you uh, really what Howard University really was then and what it is now. And I think you guys would uh, agree with me as you focus in on our, our first um, African-American vice president. And maybe Dr. Reveley can share with us where she basically uh, came from as far as her educational background. Can you do that, Dr. Reveley? Well, you know, she, she was a great, she was, after the parents got to America, her parents, her mother was a Indian from India. Yes. Her father was from Jamaica. And uh, they settled in the California, okay, uh, Southern California, and that's where she made her mark. Uh, became uh, the Attorney General of California, did a great job, and there she met our now President Biden's son, who also was an Attorney General here in our area. Well, actually, up in uh, Delaware. Philadelphia area, and uh, they became acquainted, and uh, it was her experience with with uh, Bo Biden that she uh, uh, had had a fondness for the Biden family. Okay, and uh, I think that uh, it's what helped her to uh, easily get out of the presidential race and decide to. Uh, side with Biden and became his uh, his VP. And now she's a VP of the country. First time that's ever happened. And uh, uh, I didn't know her at Howard. Okay, was, so she did go to Howard as well. She went to Howard University, Doc, graduated from Howard. And uh, uh, she's very proud of her uh, work and the folks she met at Howard. And... Uh, a lot of people 
uh, I'm very proud that she uh, lets the world know that uh, she graduated and that she's a product of the uh, Howard University. Yes. So I, I think many of the teachers that she had, I had already had. Yes. They they stayed a long time and and uh, it's amazing how your world opens up when you uh, go to a school like like Howard. Okay. Because there are people there from everywhere. One of my uh, greatest remembrances and friends was a brother who was uh, from Africa. Mm. And uh, he, he was going to become president of his country. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, uh, after we graduated, he went back home. We stayed in touch, and uh, he was killed oh. in a coup there. And uh, so he never gained uh, uh, the position that we thought that was he was destined for. But then I, I had so many other guys. I've, one of my classmates became the secretary of the army. Another one became secretary of the navy. I had uh, students, uh, Papa Son uh, was a running back for the football team. Oh. He uh, went to California, played for the Oakland Raiders. And uh, Charles Johnson, who uh, uh, helped to bring Mannix. You remember Mannix? You remember uh, uh, the, 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 the TV shows uh, that that uh, with the brother, the man that's now on, uh, he's a mayor, of, um, he's a police chief of New York City. Oh, okay. What's his name? Uh, anyway, his family, the Reagan, he's, he's, he's Commissioner Reagan. Okay. <laughs> on the TV. Mm -hmm. Well, Charles Johnson became a uh, great screenwriter, and he's still doing that today. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so I'm just grateful for meeting so many people. And my friend, I told you the other day, Jim Keeler was my classmate. Jim Keeler uh, was, uh, he was president of the, or head of the Arthur Ashe Foundation. He also was head of the Dance Troupe of Harlem. Oh. And uh, now he lives in Philadelphia. And we talk on the phone all the time. He's one of the guys, 50-year friends. I mean, we've been friends for 50 years. Wow. And we're still friends today. We often talk about our trek at Howard University and the folks that we've met. And we think about these folks and talk about them. And uh, we can talk about them because they were like our buddies. Yes. And uh, I'm grateful to that high school principal that thought he was doing me harm, he was really doing me good. <laughs> Made me think about going to Howard University because he wouldn't let me take my position as an honor student at Watson High School. 
in Covington, Virginia. Wow. Well, you know what they say, uh, when one door closes, another one opens. Another um, one opens. I just want to uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Reveille, for sharing uh, uh, history with us. And as we move forward, uh, we're going to have many more opportunities to hear and reflect, uh, not just on your life now, but really your life uh, as you lived it. And as we consider it with the Faith-Based Cause Initiative and the work that we're doing to provide technology to small groups that are of faith, that are of cause, that are of charitable outreach, an opportunity to move towards visual communication during this pandemic. And we're thankful for all the financial resources that you, along with our CEO, Mr. Garland, invest in the community. And so thank you so much. And uh, I wanna let you know that we're looking forward to our next episode. All right, thank you much. And we say to our Distant owners, keep that name before you. Faith-based cause initiative. Thank you. Legacy. Let's look at our world through the eyes of those who've lived it. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.